Okay. Um, hi. Hello. And uh, this is uh, the introduction to the Super Divorce Supercast. Yes. Um, just wanted to say hi. And <laughs> Today is the Super Divorce Rantcast. Yeah, we do a bit of ranting today. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. We should rant more often. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we, we did some ranting about fucking so much stuff child rearing yeah uh some ranting about how you can't be a kid anymore in this world the, um uh god we mostly sort of we we tried to talk about paper girls yeah and then we just sort of ranted about how childhood is vastly different from when we were kids vastly suckier yeah way suckier and and how we both uh strive you know me without kids and you with a kid we both strive to um raise proper people to send out into the world yeah that's kind of like the basis but we do, we talk about a lot of shit. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. One of the best. Oh, so. also some customer service complaints. We yeah. talk about that too. That ties in. It like, does. Just it don't all, be a shitty person. Yeah. It's it's nice bundled package of, um, of just uh, talk about how to not be a dick. Pretty much. And the things that you should do in life and, and how to fun and i don't know yeah, it's, we're all over the place it is we are we are today we're all over everything it's just two two dudes just sitting down and talking about shit yeah which is really what we do all the time week. but i feel like it was pretty lively today yeah today was more just sort of like it was very we didn't we had absolutely no direction for today's podcast and this is what came of it yeah so um as usual, before we get into the episode, check us out all across the net while you're surfing the web. The net. No one says the net. Surfing the web, too. <laughs> um, superdivorceme.com, um, facebook.com slash superdivorce. Give us a like, comment, um, and then... On our various social media platforms, there, Instagram at Super Divorce Band, Twitter at Super Divorce, Snapchat Super Divorce, though that is rarely used. And then, if you want to get a hold of me, just look me up at Nicholas Villars, wherever the fuck you are, and that's where you can find me. Yeah, I still feel like I should try to simplify some of my handles. Yeah, but. Uh, still for right now, and I'll let you know if they change. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Bender if you nasty. Uh, on Instagram, it's Bender Butt. That will never change. And uh, on Snapchat, you can find me at Bender's Butt with an S. Um, see Why what do you else? think you threw the S in there? Because Bender Butt wasn't available. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it's not available on uh, Twitter either. Really? But maybe like Bender Bender Butt is, mm-hmm. you know? Or what, oh, you don't want to complicate it. That's the thing. Yeah, I want it, I'm trying to like keep it simple, yeah. but keep them similar. Simple and similar. Mm-hmm. 
Because I, I can't make them all the same. Like, my Instagram, it's just always been vendor butt. You know? Just always. Hmm. And I don't want to put numbers after it. Numbers yeah. are so fucking gay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to be bender butt one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I could be bender butt 69. You could do that. That might be... If that's open, Yeah. maybe you could do that. How about XX bender butt XX? XX. Hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Bender butt HXC. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll, you know, I might change them this week. But uh, besides finding us across all of social media, don't forget to email us um, at divorceclub at superdivorceme.com. Uh, you can email us about whatever the fuck you want. You mm-hmm. know, we did some ranting today, talk about the rants, whatever. But yeah. uh, if you put two sweet me in the subject line and you put your address in the body of the email, you'll be entered to win a free compilation CD. Uh, compiled by either nicholas or myself and we do a drawing every week on sundays uh there's a winner every week if you email us and to enter you enter once and you're entered for life um this past week i made the cd and i hit shuffle on my itunes which has ten thousand songs and i just picked the first 10 songs boom there you go it's an inventive playlist yeah I like that it's kind of weird yeah. like it's it's just like yeah i think the playlist has everything from like census fail to the runaways to guns and roses like, yeah I don't... it's fun though yeah it is fun it was fun i'm gonna do those every once in a while cool. just to see what happens but make sure you do that we love sending those cds out to people yep um and uh that's all about all for the intro i think today i guess so here's today's episode. Enjoy, chefs. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Hey there, Nick here. And Bender. And uh, welcome to this evening's episode of the Super Divorce Supercast. Um, it's a big night tonight. a responsible and irresponsible adult when it comes to the Switch. I pre-ordered the Switch on the day that you were able to and figured I will pay this in increments because you had we had what like a month and a half ish. Uh yeah, at least Yeah. Yeah, about a month and a half and I was like, "All right, I'm going to get paid like 3 times." maybe four times before this shit comes out and i was like i'll pay on it you know like 50 bucks Mm -hmm. each time boom i'll have a nintendo switch and then uh, i was an irresponsible adult because i did not pay on it like i was supposed to and uh earlier this week um i was responsible and because i knew that in theory i really shouldn't i couldn't afford it I went and I canceled my pre-order for the Switch. I ran into you right after you had done it. You did. At, at FYE. And yeah. I, where I had to convince myself not to purchase movies <sighs> with the money I had just gotten back. And I didn't. I was once again r- responsible. Hmm. 
such a bummer though it is it, it kind of it really is the only um sort of like upside that i kind of think of, that i'm holding on to i guess is that i'm sure a, a breath of wild is going to be amazing but i really seriously am looking forward to mario odyssey and i know that the switch maybe it's well not maybe it's going to be difficult to find for a while yeah however mario doesn't come out till like later this year so i'm i'm pretty okay with like letting the library grow a little bit yeah before i pick one up um so it is a bummer that i wasn't able to get it i'm not able to get it on day one but i'm not like I'm not dying over it, you know? Well, the thing that I brought up to you was that if you were hurting for cash, you should have sold your pre-order. Yeah, I know. and one online mm -hmm. for a pretty penny right now. Yeah, I... I don't know. Let this be a lesson to anyone listening. Yeah. If you have a pre-order on a console that's coming out and they're sold out of pre-orders sell your pre-order yeah because people will buy them you know so that's a bummer I, that's yeah a big bummer and i almost posted mm. about it on facebook like does anybody want you mm -hmm. know to like come with me and take it over as soon as yeah <laughs> and i sort of like convinced myself or hoped that i would just go and cancel it mm -hmm. and then some like completely you know has no idea mom would like go in and ask you know when no one else is asking because they know they're sold out no gamers are asking because yeah. they're sold out yeah you know some mom or grandma would stumble in like guy do you have mm -hmm. nintendo switch and yeah. you know and they would be like well it's up for pre-order and we oddly enough we actually have one available well the way it works unfortunately yeah is the pre-order doesn't get put back in the system they just, it just is like now they're gonna have an extra one yeah on day one mm -hmm. well maybe some so mom like, will go in and get it because they they were telling me earlier i went and like paid off the rest of my accessories today yeah and uh they said they were have they were gonna get like three mm. extra tonight and um so i guess that's are you going to pick it up tonight yeah are you yeah they're doing a midnight release up, yeah. up the street. Oh, nice, nice. So, yeah, they uh, they said they're expecting a rather large turnout and probably more than a few disappointed people they're going to have um, to turn away. I'm sure. Which always happens, you know. Yeah. So. Well, like, it's, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that I wasn't able to get it. And, I, you know, I'm... It sucks, but I'm trying not to beat myself up about it. Like I'm trying to look at the positives, and I'll wait, and it'll be fine. And you'll you'll get one. I'll get one. You'll get one. It's it's just kind of a bummer for now. You know, the other thing to that I am trying to look at the positive as is like Horror Hound Weekend is not next weekend, like I think we initially thought, but it is two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, you know, I have to prepare for that because that's always a big, it's a big spend weekend for me, or I, I 
would like for it to be. So I uh, just kind of seeing seeing how that goes. It's I don't know. It's it sucks, man. Well, uh, just trying to think what else here. Yeah, well, uh, on top of Switch coming out tonight, Jess is going to, my wife is going to begin tattooing at the brand new location of uh, her tattoo studio tomorrow. Yep. There's been a lot of work. I was just there. A lot of people helping out to get that ready. The uh, Did you hear about the saga with like the internet and phone and all yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. I heard that you were the knight in shining armor. I was. I was like, no, no. When, yeah. I, when I heard the story, like, here's what happened. So we're switching locations. We had our service provider was Cincinnati Bell at our previous location. And about a month ago, uh, Jess decided that she was going to switch to Time Warner. They're called Spectrum now. Right. And so, like, pretty much the day she decided to do that, this guy came in, just a door-to-door salesman going through the area because Time Warner is now Spectrum and they're trying to get all these businesses to sign up. And he was like, oh, well, if you're going to sign up with Spectrum, I can do it for you right now. And uh-huh. she's like, oh, okay, great. I was going to anyway. So she filled out all the paperwork. They got everything squared away. She told him the day that we were going to need service. And he was like, okay, yeah, no problem. We'll schedule it. We'll have your service, uh, the service guys out there like the Friday that you or the Friday before you open basically Jess is going to be there doing a few tattoos but the big grand opening is on Saturday right so it's like we'll be there on point like the day before you guys really need it okay wonderful long story short last night this guy called and um and he informed my wife that uh for various reasons they weren't going to be able to make it out well first of all there was a whole thing with Corey's yeah, phone number and, they, and the sprint. I was trying trying to keep it short, but Well, yeah, all I was going to say was that the shop phone was being disconnected for the move. Yeah. So, in the in the interim, they gave the Spectrum man, the shop manager Corey, yeah, his cell phone number and that just like And they were trying to change Corey's phone number yeah. instead of the shop's. Right. And we told them on three different occasions, no that's not the right number. You need to change this one. Yeah. And they kept trying to change his personal cell phone number, the shop manager, Corey. It's like, no, 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 no. Change this number, the number to the shop. We need this one moved over to Spectrum. Right. And he just couldn't get that. Couldn't understand it for and, anything. And then on top of that, we found out that, like, apparently, like, the service call was never actually put into the system. Uh-huh. So, we found this out last night. And... Then they called today, and the fine people at Spectrum told them after their big runaround, the best we can do is get out there next Wednesday. And so when they when Jess told me that, I was just like, nope, yeah, <laughs> nope, not nope, that's not gonna happen. Nah, bruh, we're not doing that. Yeah. So I I ended up calling like their big corporate office, uh-huh. and then they they transferred me to someone and they put me through like a, a tech support, you know, 
uh, fucking department, and I ended up talking to this lady, and it was like five minutes. Yeah. And she was like, oh, that's that's awful. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we'll figure something out. And she was like, I'm going to put in this urgent request for service tomorrow, and uh, we'll call you back. And like 15 minutes later, they called, and they're like, yeah, we'll be out tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. It's like, that's what you have to do. You cannot... You just have to keep talking to people until you get on the phone with the person who knows what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. You know, we were discussing it at the shop, you know, because Jess was telling that story. And, uh, you know, it was just brought up, like, if you just just make the effort to talk and you're polite and you just go through the motions, you know, (laughs) sometimes, I'm sure a lot of times, eventually you'll get to a portion of the company where... There is a group of people that are just authorized to make, like, you know, end-of-the-line deals with you. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's 100% plausible for somebody to come to the shop to the mar- tomorrow. There's just, like, a number of people that are too lazy to do it, mm-hmm. but there is someone in the company who can force them to do it. Right. And that's who you have to find. And you just, all you got to do is just get transferred and transferred until eventually you get to that like red zone mm-hmm. department yeah. where they're just like, no, we're going to make them do it. And then yeah. they make them do it for yeah. you. Well, when the, the lady called back to tell me that they would be there tomorrow, I was just like, thank you so much, you know, because we talked to several other people and they were just basically telling us there's nothing that can be done. Right. You all oh, talk to you, whoever you want to. No one's going to be able to help you here. I don't know. Sorry. Someone right. can help. And uh, so I thanked her um, very, very kindly. And, you know, she was just like, well, when you told me what happened, she was like, I just, I was like, that's, that's not right. I'm yeah. not going to allow this to be what happens to this business. Right. You, know? you need the internet to run a business these days. You yeah. Know? Period. Yeah. So. So she did it and she made it happen. And I went through something similar last month with Spectrum, again, for my personal account here at home. And we had just switched over. And they gave me one figure online, or one figure when I signed up um, for like DVR in all the rooms. And then when I got my bill, it was like $20 more than what they said. And... So I called back and, you know, it was like, you know, the guy that I talked to told me it was going to be this. Here's what I'm being charged. I agreed to pay this amount every month. So I think that's what I need to be paying. And like the first two people I talked to gave me the same deal. We're like, well, sorry. One guy, the second guy, the guy who was such a prick, he actually said to me like, well, if the if the customer service rep that you talked to the first time promised you internet and phone and cable for $5 a month, that doesn't mean you're going to get it for that price. And I just wanted to reach through the phone and yeah. slap the dude. Yeah. It's like, that's not what the fuck we're dealing with here. Right. I'm talking about it's within a reasonable range. Yeah. You know, it's like, whatever I'm paying. I was going to pay one thirty. You billed uh-huh. me for one fifty. Right. I'll pay one thirty. But, you know, if you keep me at 150 that's what I was paying with my previous company. And you might want to switch yeah, again. Right. And so then, finally, after you go through that escalation, the bouncing around, you land in that red zone you talked about, and it was the same fucking deal. 
where I explain what happened and right away it was just, oh, okay, yeah, I can I can take care of that for you. Yeah. And it was like a two minute conversation. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, you just you know, you just you have to be polite and patient. Yeah. And it gets you so far. It does. You can't get on there and start acting Yelling. belligerent. Right. You know, demanding shit and be right. like, wow, fuck this shit. Because then people tune out. Right. You know, you're treating them like assholes and they didn't do anything to you. Mm-hmm. But if you come at them as a human being, then they're able to kind of put themselves in your shoes. And then they're more likely to be like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Right. I'm to help this person out. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I've not, I've, I don't know if I've ever particularly had like, an issue and then had to call and resolve an issue. But I've had uh, a number of times where I've called this company or uh, one, you know, one time I went into a Time Warner now Spectrum store and uh, you know, like uh, I went into Time Warner once and because my dog had like had an accident on our Wi-Fi router. Mm-hmm. So our like Wi-Fi was out, and I think he might have destroyed the modem too. You know the cable box, and I went in and I took the uh, took it in, and I was like, "This is what happened." Um, so I need, I think it was just a router. So I was like, "I need a new router," and the lady was like, "Well, this router didn't come from us, you know. So are you paying for a router?" And I was like, "Honestly, I'm not really sure." And she was like, "Okay, well, this isn't. This is one that was like bought at Walmart or something. I think my dad gave it to me." She was like, so if you want, you can just, like, go out and buy another router, or you can, like, rent a router through Time Warner Cable. Yeah. And, you know, I was just like, okay, well, how much more, you know, per month? And she was like, $5 more. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whatever, it's 5 bucks, and I can walk out of here with a router right now. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'll I'll just take a router through you guys then. And she was like, okay, and like starts typing in the computer, blah, blah, blah. And then she like walks back and gets a box and comes up and types a bunch in the computer. And then she goes, okay, I added this $5 charge to your account. And now I'm going to drop your monthly bill like $15. So oh. I ended up walking out of the store paying like $10 less per month than I was already paying. And I had a router. There you go. And I was just like. <laughs> Okay. Like, yeah, I didn't even have a problem. Yeah, like it wasn't even an issue. I just walked in and was politely like, hey, "This is my problem. This is what happened. My dog like fucked this up. Mm-hmm. What's my options?" And she yeah. was like, "Let me lower your monthly payment for you." Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or like when uh same thing when I called uh the Fye VIP backstage pass yeah. hotline yeah. to cancel my card because I was like. At the time, I thought I was going to be paying 20 bucks a month for this card. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, this is a cool card, but it's not really, I can't really afford 20 bucks a month. And they were like, well, actually, you're only paying $12 a month. And I was like, uh, well, okay, my mistake. But, like, I really think, you know, I think I'd just cancel it, you know. And they were like, well, how about $4 a month? <laughs> and I was like, fine and he was like cool let's put you in at four dollars a month and i'll lock this price down for you i was like what whatever man (laughs) they'd rather get something from you in a lot of cases yeah i think you know yeah or you know we talked about how four dollars is probably what it really costs yeah 
and then they just like give that out to people that try to cancel it but you know not everyone tries to cancel it Mm -hmm. so yeah but yeah if you just if you just like chillax and and call if you need to Mm -hmm. then you're fine yep and sometimes you can get rates dropped if you call and just say that you're going to yeah. cancel. <laughs> and they'll be like, well, let me let me see what we can do for you. Yeah, and then they'll come back with, like, a lower price. Yeah, you know? um, Amanda mentioned that, like, I guess she used to work at Verizon. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, like, a, a Verizon red zone yeah. where if you, like, said you were going to change plans, there was a certain amount of people that were authorized to give you certain deals to yeah. keep you on Verizon. Yeah so you know tricks tricks of the trade yeah it's never as cut and dry as they want you to think it is when you first get in there that first level those people usually don't know what the fuck's going on right or they do and they're just not authorized to help you any further than to say well Well, that's that's all we can right can't do anything they they don't i think that cuts down it kind of weeds out the people who are like, well, okay, I guess I can live with that. Right. But if you're like, no, fuck this, <laughs> <laughs> then there are people who can help you. Right. You just can't say fuck this. You have to exactly. keep that internal and use that to drive you as you get mm-hmm. bounced around from person to person until you land on the right one. Lindsay, so. uh, Lindsay gets a subscription box uh, monthly for our dog. And, uh, because he just, like, fucking destroys PetSmart toys. Uh-huh. I mean, less than 24 hours, and it's fucking garbage. Yeah. So, she found a service, on a monthly subscription service, that sends, like, durable toys, you know, intentionally for, like, pit bulls and, like, strong-jawed dogs and things like that. Uh, as well as, they send you, like... Like, two toys and then, like, three bags of, like, very healthy, organic treats mm-hmm. every month. And uh, she, so she found the website and she emailed them and was like, I really want to subscribe to this, but I can't afford to just, like, shell out $300 for, like, a six-month plan or whatever. And they were like, that's all right. Why don't we just charge you $30 a month instead? Okay, and they were like, "We'll put you on a plan, yeah, and we'll send. We're, you'll get the six month plan, but we won't charge you three hundred dollars. It'll just be thirty bucks a month for each box." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I can fucking live with that. Not too bad." And now you know, like he gets toys and treats every month, and it's like, I mean, the fucking value of it is like they send you like 80 to 90 dollars worth of stuff and she's only paying 30 bucks and it's all like top end yeah you know shit for the dog that's cool yeah you can still wheel and deal these days sometimes people just don't advertise it yeah you have to try kind of hard bargaining and uh is is not a or bartering even is not uh an advertised (laughs) practice yeah but sometimes you can make it work yeah it's like <laughs> i remember one time when i was in high school we you know we used to go to trader's world on the weekends yeah and like I, we were buying cds one time and I, I remember specifically i was buying a suicidal tendencies cd and i like took it up to the counter and just like got out my wallet you know and the if i don't know if it was a guy or a girl behind the counter i think it was a woman she's just like you're not gonna 
you're not gonna like wheel and deal me and i was like the cd's like seven dollars mm-hmm. and she was like come on come on let's how much do you want to pay for it and i was like five dollars and she was like sold and i was like here's five dollars for this seven dollar cd and i was like but yeah that's I, you the know, best place to do it in comic book shops you can still do it sometimes you yeah know? you can I really didn't realize that until I started watching Comic Book Men. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it and I was like, shit, I've never tried just like checking out a book that's a little higher priced and, and going up to the counter and, hey, will you take, will you take uh, 25 instead of 40 for this or something? And then it's like, oh, how about 35? Yeah, about 30. Yeah. You know, and then you kind of meet in the middle. But, you know, a lot of people. They walk in, they see a price, they think that's it. But I feel like a, a shop owner, if they really want to move something, if it's been sitting there for a long time yeah. and someone shows interest, it's like you don't want to pass that up if right. you're willing to pay a reasonable price, you know, as long as they don't fucking lowball the shit out of you. And it's like, well, yeah. you take five bucks for this $50 comic, because that'd be a good way to shut down negotiations yeah. right away. Be like, no, you can have it for 50 Right. Yeah, uh, that is that is a good point. Comic shops, when they have those those single issues, those yeah. higher priced, you know, mm-hmm. special issues or whatever, first appearances or Even certain artists, certain or, action figures. You know, that's the statues. that's the other thing I was thinking because statues are fucking expensive. Yeah, rightfully so. They're well crafted, you know, things. But if you walk into a comic shop, uh. And, you know, there are very, very few comic shops that are chains. Mm-hmm. But if you are able to walk into a shop that maybe is a little smaller, or at least, like, the owner is there on a regular basis, mm-hmm. something like that. It's not just, like, some Joe Schmo at the counter. Yeah. Minimum wage-making guy. You know, you go in, you could you could probably pull down a, an $80 figure, and you might be able to walk out with it for 60 if it's been sitting there long yeah. enough. Yeah. You know. Especially if uh, they're having a bad month sales wise yeah. or something, you know. Yeah. Because they've already paid for it at that point, so. We were at, uh, we were at that toy store in Columbus, uh, when we played yeah. that show, and you got that giant ET figure or plushie, I should say, mm-hmm. for Lazarus. Yeah. And uh, I think they knocked like ten bucks off of it and gave you a Carl Grimes hat for yep. free. Yeah, they did. Just yep. like why not, you know. Yeah. When you when you have an independently owned store like that, you know, it's sometimes it doesn't hurt to ask. Mhm. I think it might have been 15 actually. It might have taken 15. Cuz I think it was like I I saw it and and yeah, it was like 65 or something like that. And I was like, "We take 50 for it?" Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah. Yeah. You want this hat too?" Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. Go out and do a little wheeling and dealing. Yeah, every now and then. It makes it feel a little more personal, mm-hmm. you know, not so uh, sterile. Like yeah. you're walking into a chain store and just, here's the price, this right. is what you pay. Right. So. Uh, so. Well, this week, uh, we I, Nick had a busy week last week. I'm sure a lot of your weeks are kind of busy as far yeah. as the band is concerned and Yep. Jess has been very busy with the shop, but uh, this week I had a busy week and wasn't able to watch the two movies we had for Super Scary. We were going to do a double feature of Chud and Chud 2, mm-hmm. but I made it most of the way through Chud. 
we'll have to pick that up next week. Yeah. Um, oh, I did want to tell you, I read issue one. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> I did get through issue one of yeah. Paper Girls. Um, I held up the wrong one because that's, okay. that's uh, Paper Girls trade number two. Anyway, uh, no, I'm like, I couldn't get through it all, but I'm definitely hooked. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I just love everything about it. I hadn't even like flipped through either of the trades yet. Uh-huh. But as soon as I got through like just a couple pages, I was like, this book is fucking cool. Yeah. So it gets fucked. Like it? it I it's uh it's gonna be weird. I love the characters so much yeah. already. It's so great. It's I mean like, it, it's it's definitely got like like there's something about that vibe you get from characters in a group from that era uh-huh. you know with like the stranger stranger things kids goonies monster squad you know there's just like there's like a a ruggedness a little bit and it's all very real you know everything feels very real yeah i mean you stephen king's it yeah uh stand by me mm-hmm. i mean anything from from anything from 1980 to 1989 that includes a group of kids there's you know like i didn't even grow up in that time i was born in 1989 yeah you know but there's there's like a there's a like a purity to it almost like i think when a lot of people and maybe it's just like because of like the people who are alive now and like the the generation that has a voice uh, a large voice you know maybe it's just that but when you think childhood you know a lot of people's sort of general view of it is like riding a bike playing in the woods you know like yeah you're like you just kind of were allowed to run around the neighborhood un you know un uh unsupervised supervised that's what i'm Mm -hmm. looking for unsupervised you know like and your parents were just at home you, you got off school you came home you threw your book bag down and you mom i'm going out and mm-hmm. you, to play and you just went and you did things you or found maybe she, you know like my mom wouldn't even be home from work yet when i got home from school a lot of times. oh yeah and i yeah. just leave a note going going to the park you know right or walking here walking there be back later be yeah. back before dark yeah. That's what the fuck before it was. Before dark. Before dark. And there was no cell phone. You just... You just had to trust that your kid was going to come back before dark. And that... And today, saying that in, like, today's day and age sounds so dangerous. But it's really... I don't think it's any more dangerous than it ever was. No, I, I don't... People are no, just paranoid now. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm just saying, yeah. like, with the way, you know, the... I think, like, the, the access to information now mm-hmm. and the widespread minimal stories really i mean you've got tiny local news stories being blown up and becoming countrywide phenomenon Mm -hmm. you know for a thing that until you know 10 years ago would have been a self-contained story so people have this like idea that it's the big bad world out there you know and like everyone drives by your kid is a child molester yeah just waiting yeah everyone out there is just trying to kidnap your kid yeah and I, you know, I'm not going to like sit here and be like, I absolutely don't think that at all, but you do, I think you also have to remind yourself or ground yourself that like, 
there's, I think, I mean, I don't have kids. You have a kid, so I'm sure you might agree with me. But once a kid reaches, reaches a certain age, there's a certain, like, independence and maturity that you can really nurture and develop mm-hmm. by letting them play outside or walk here or be at the mall, you know, with just their friends or like, and make some mistakes. Yeah. You know, like they, they get brought home by the police because they were fucking in a park after dark, mm-hmm. not fucking, but in a park <laughs> yeah. after dark or something, you know, or whatever. And it starts, it starts young, you know, yeah. it just makes me think of the opening to child's play mm-hmm. or like the first scene where Andy comes in, you know, you see him fucking, making a huge mess in the kitchen because yeah, he's just, trying to make his mom breakfast in bed. You know, yeah. He's using the toaster. He's like up on a wobbly chair pouring milk in a cereal bowl. Just doing little kid stuff, learning how to be a person. Right. You know, that I'm sure some people would say, that's child abuse, child endangerment. You know, she should have... Been awake. The, yeah, she should have been should've... awake. She should have been watching him. Yeah, you know? she should have had a cage on his door, you know, so he couldn't get out of his bedroom. Or, I don't... Like, I heard a while back about this kid who, he came home from school, and his mom got off work, and she would come home like a half hour later, and he would go in their backyard and play until she got back or whatever, and the neighbors saw this kid outside, and they called the police, and the police ended up coming to their house, and the woman was like charged with child endangerment. Oh my god. Because she let her son like play outside when she wasn't there. And the kid was like 10 years old or something like that. And it's like you're fucking really I was yeah. walking all the way across town when I was 10 years old oh, with my yeah. friends, you know? Yeah. Like it was one of the best things. Like there was this place, do you remember Woody's in mm, West Carrollton? No, I no, I never, you know, like growing up in Middletown Okay. Uh, I didn't. I never made it up to West Carrollton area. Well, there was this place called Woody's, and it was like a hometown grocery store. They had a restaurant, and they're upstairs, and uh, you know they had a video store inside, and like on their second floor where the restaurant was, like before you walked in, they had a magazine store. Uh-huh. And it was probably I would say maybe, maybe two or three miles from my house, but. Me and my friends used to walk there all the time. Yeah. And we'd fucking rent Sega games or Nintendo or Super Nintendo games and then just like get free cookies from the bakery and walk around, go up to the magazine store and just like browse through wrestling magazines uh-huh. for an hour and then walk home around dark. And yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. And and it reminds me of that shit you when when you watch movies like the ones we were talking about, you know, and and you see a group of little kids walking down the street and you know they're all talking shit you know they're right they're all cursing and and they're all talking about things that kids their age shouldn't be talking about you yeah. know and it's just i i think that the attempt to take that away from from kids is it sucks yeah i mean you've got your son right now is just downstairs yeah by himself mm-hmm. he has basically i mean Let's be honest, he basically has run of the entire house right now. But he's downstairs just chilling, watching a show. Yeah. Because he is four years old and responsible enough to know that you and I are up here working. Yeah. And that not only does he need to be quiet, but he needs to just like chill. Just chill. 
and that's he what he's it. doing. He's and four he's, years old. Yeah, but he's having he has a good time. Yeah, he's got a fucking endless stream of shows that he can watch on Netflix. He knows how to work the TV. Yeah, if he gets bored doing that, he turns on the Wii U and he'll play Mario or Yoshi. You know, he's not an idiot. I've <laughs> taught him how to exist the way I did when I was four years old. He's got you know? more toys than like any other kid I know, yeah. but for good reason, because yeah. if he gets bored watching TV, guess what he fucking does? Yeah. He plays with toys yeah. like children should. <laughs> I want to have kids and just buy them toys upon toys yeah. because that's what I did when I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't have a video game system until Nintendo 64. I just played with toys all the time. Yeah, I don't. Kids don't need to be constantly coddled and entertained. You know, like I said, that's that's what I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, my my sister was born when I was like four and a half. So you know, at the age that he is now, um, pretty much I was doing the same shit. My mom was busy cleaning the house and all this other stuff. You know, she didn't have time to just sit around and, like, make fucking shadow puppets for me all the time. Right. Doesn't mean that that we never did anything. I'm just saying, existing as a child in that time, you knew knew what was cool to do and what wasn't. And and you get it. Kids are smart. If you you kind of explain to them why they can do this and why they can't do that, and here's what happens if you do these things you're not supposed to do. Well, I'm going to take away the shit that you like doing. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty good incentive to stay on track, you know? Yeah. I like all these things, so I'm going to do things that allows me to keep getting those things. You right. Know? It's basic psychology. <laughs> it's not that hard. Right. You know? Well, yeah. So, Paper Girls. Yeah, Paper even, Girls. Even though we've only read the first issue. Yeah. Well, you've only read the first issue. This whole conversation, that's what this, that's what this, uh, the dynamic of this comic. You've got four young girls uh, who, it's take place, takes place in 1989, uh, or 88, I think mm-hmm. it is. And they have a paper route. So, not only do you have, like, these four young characters, but they're, out on the streets at 4.30 in the morning, riding around on their bikes with, with, you know, papers, slinging paper. The youngest, I think, is like 12. Yeah. She's like 12 years old, and the others are early teens, I guess. Yeah, I think 13, maybe 14, but I think that's even still pushing it. They're mostly, I think all four of them are 12 or 13. And one smokes. Yeah, one smokes. Like, it's just, you know, but the comic is, is great because it's, Right out of the gate, you know, you get that nostalgic uh, setup mm-hmm. and that nostalgic feeling from it. Even if you don't have it, like I didn't fucking do that when I was twelve. You know, yeah. I honestly have like never really ridden a bike, and so it's not something that I can like directly relate to. But it's again, like I said, it's the the idea that like even though that's not the same childhood I had, that's the immediate thing that i go to you know when you're like what's like an ideal childhood or what what was childhood like when you were a kid it's like oh everybody fucking rode their bikes everywhere Mm -hmm. um so you get that immediate dynamic from the beginning of the book and then it gets hard into sci-fi like Mm -hmm. pay like like issue one yeah by the end of issue one it's like okay well this is weird yeah (laughs) 
but it's pretty cool. I can't wait for you to read the rest of it because it, like I said, it's, it gets real complicated real fast. Have you, um, did you get through the second trade yet? I have broken into the second arc. I think I'm like maybe an issue away from fin- like I'm. I might still need to read issue ten. Okay. And then I know eleven and twelve are out now, and those are like the your third arc. I think are so, uh, or the, at least they're the third trade. Yeah. And there hasn't really been like a you know six issues and then cut off and then restart it's been pretty consistent okay um the end of issue either nine or ten like i said i can't remember which one um is kind of a setup for something big to happen but yeah no it's but it's it's a very consistent story uh brian k vaughn writes this uh he's the writer of saga which i know we've talked about many times because that is also just incredible um and uh who's the artist for this because he's great cliff chang cliff chang yeah for a great name i don't know why i love that name and Mm -hmm. for some reason the this style of his artwork i'm just like yeah cliff chang would draw (laughs) artwork like this yeah i think he won best artist uh at the Eisners in 2016. Yeah. And this also won Best New Series at the Eisners in 2016. So it's good. The Eisners are like the Oscars of comics. Yeah. So if you're looking for um, a comic to, to check out, they've got the first 10 issues split up in between two trades. And then, like you said, issues 11 and 12 are out individually. Yeah. So if you liked Stranger Things, mm-hmm. Monster Squad, Goonies, uh what else do we say <laughs> little rascals <laughs> uh what's the oh what's the one disney movie um pay paper paper boy paper route oh no christopher lloyd's in it i don't know if i ever saw that oh my god it's so good no not christopher lloyd um robert ungland is in it hmm uh paper some paper something it's about like these four boys that have a have a paper route and robert unglin plays like a grizzled like crazy war hero Uh and helps helps the paper boys knock out the bullies and oh my god what is it called i'm gonna have to i'm interneting right now to to figure it out here this would make paper girls would make an awesome show in my opinion after reading one issue of it, I already know. Yeah. It'd be incredible. Maybe that'll happen. If everyone's on this kick. The Paper Brigade. The Paper Brigade. You've never seen The Paper Brigade? I've not. 1996. Never seen that. You should. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how, but you should try to track down The Paper Brigade. Man, I haven't seen that in a long time. There's this part. You know, <laughs> the kid's name is Gunther Wheeler, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's this part at the end when like, you know, they're getting the bullies and Robert Unglin's helping them. And, uh, you know, like I said, he's like this vet who just like lives in a crazy house and he yeah. has like geese for whatever reason. Well, uh, he like one of the bullies like he falls over and he 
and Robert Onion like pulls a cable and like a bucket of goose poo mm. like falls all on him. It's all white and everything, and you know he kind of like shuffles up to the camera or whatever, and he just goes, "Ah, I love the smell of goose poo in the morning." <laughs> like, just like it's so it's so crazy, and they have like a tree house, you know, a yeah. big tree fort and everything, and yeah, yeah, the the paper brigade. Oh shit! The uh, did you ever see the Dennis the Menace movie? Mm-mm. The original? No. Oh man, that's another really good one. Yeah, that one does have Christopher Lloyd in it. Does it? He plays the bad guy. Ah. Uh. And uh, Walter Matthau plays Mr. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Wilson. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good one. That is another one where all the parents would be arrested. (laughs) Thrown in prison. Yeah. Because of all the shit they do in that movie. Yeah. Man. Uh, I mean, Fort Byers, you'd be fucked. Yeah. if, If the cops went out in the woods now... And they're like some kids. They built this structure without clearing uh-huh. it with zoning. Yeah, you know. I one time there was a there was a, a couple a small uh, cluster of weeks when I was in in grade school where my a friend of mine had their his family had recently built a house and they had a decent amount of land and a, like a creek and you know. Uh, and there was a, there was a small amount of, of weeks where he and I kind of went out into the forest together and, uh, we had a bunch of scrap wood and we tried to build, Mm -hmm. we did, we had like hammers and nails and like maybe some power tools, you know, we were probably like 12, 13 and we tried to fucking build a, a hangout spot, you know, we got the floor yeah (laughs) we we legit built like a a wooden you know like a floor but we never we never finished that we we spent too much time just like there was there was a large a huge creek and they Mm -hmm. they did have a pretty decent chunk of land and we we just wandered out that's probably the closest i got to like the 80s childhood Mm -hmm. the nostalgic childhood is there was once he once his family got their house done uh and they were living there there were a, there were a lot of playdates where uh, my parents would drop me off and then we would just fucking go out into the woods. Another friend of mine lived on some land mm-hmm. and had the same thing, and we would just I'd go over to the house and say hi to his mom, and then we'd just like put on rain boots and out into the woods we went. We had a group of kids in my grandparents' neighborhood, and I mean you could have made a fucking movie, yeah, about you know just the dynamic there was like me and two kids who lived across the street a brother and sister uh sean and emily and then this other kid who lived somewhat nearby his name was jeff and he was probably like maybe five or six years older than all the rest of us and and then we had like a neighborhood bully yeah. This kid named Jesse, who was like Jeff's age, and he was like this gangly, you know, just stereotypical redheaded shitbag. Scott Farkas. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, pretty much. And and we used to go back in the woods nearby and we built forts all the time, you know, and there was a creek. Yeah. Like you said, you know, we had our creek and and we built this 
we built several badass sports back there and Jesse would always come by when we weren't around and just fucking trash the shit out of them. <laughs> like we'd come back the next weekend because that's when we'd all get together. We'd get together on the weekends, go back to our fort and like it started happening to where we'd go back and they'd just be demolished. Yeah. And and uh we like found him doing it one time. And I mean, fucking shit got raw, man. Like Jeff ended up taking this kid, Jesse, and like strong armed him up against a tree. Yeah. And got his hands tied around the tree. And he just fucking slapped the shit out of him oh my God. for several minutes, you know, and just like, you know, he didn't brutally beat him or anything. We're, right. We're probably like, I mean, I had to have been somewhere between like six and eight years old. Really? You know, and I'm just watching these two kids. They were probably like 12 or 13. And, just... and our friend Jeff just fucking gave it to him. Just, <laughs> just slapped him in the face, you know, and punched him in the stomach, you know, yeah. and just kids like bawling and then he untied him and kid just fucking took off and never messed with us again that's hilarious but yeah it was i'm sure uh everyone would have been arrested now if that oh happened, yeah you know <laughs> it's 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 almost like like i don't necessarily want to just sit here and be like i condone kids beating up other kids yeah when they fuck with each other but it's it's in a way, it's almost sad that, like, you can't, as a kid, as a young child, mm-hmm. you, like, can't stand up for yourself without possible law enforcement repercussions nowadays. Yeah. Because everyone is so, well, you can't hit my kid. Mm-hmm. My kid's perfect no matter what. You can't hit them. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure that you pay for what you did. Like, the parents step in. Mm-hmm. Kids don't just settle shit on their own and now the the bullies can't learn that lesson right because when the parent steps in that gives them the impression that what they did is fine yeah it's okay that's just you yeah you're just being yourself you know don't change you better believe if i have a kid and i find out they're a bully they will not be a bully when i'm done with them yeah well i hope not like you take care of it like that's i'm not gonna raise a shit kid no you know i fought the school bully at my school when i was in sixth grade yeah um it was the kid he was he was huge he was like he was that kid who's a giant compared to everyone else yeah and it always happened when we were like playing football at recess or something and he would just like grab kids and just like throw them you know you're <laughs> playing like two-hand touch and he's just like winging people and yeah and just like punching kids in the head and just being a dick you know and no one would do anything because he's so much bigger. And and one time he he came up to me and just like palmed my entire face and like pushed me. Yeah. And I like went flying. And it was one of those things it was like, you know, little Mac from Punch Out versus Mike Tyson. Right. And I just got up immediately and ran over to him. I'd never I like never been in a, a fight, you know. It was a fucking straight a honor roll kid yeah and i just ran up to him and started jumping and just fucking wailing on him just trying to get whatever i could i don't think i probably even connected well with one punch right it was the fact that i was doing it and then you know the uh the playground aides ran over and separated us and 
he was like, you know, being taken inside. And I remember he, he stopped before he went in and turned around. He's like, suck it, Nick! Suck it! Suck it! <laughs> and, uh, you know, he threatened me the next time he saw me. He never did anything. But here's how things differ today. Is after that happened, I had to go to the principal's office. You know, of course, everyone does if you get in a fight. Right. But they, they suspended him for like a week. And I got in school suspension. Uh-huh. So I like had to sit, my desk had to sit outside the classroom and I just had to sit there during classes for like three days. But when I left the principal's office and I was going back to my class, it was like near the end of the day and all the teachers were coming out and like every teacher that I saw when I was walking down my hallway, just like put their hand out for a high five. Yeah. And like, all the teachers were just like stopping me like good job he needed that yeah you know because you because my mom's a teacher there are shit kids there are there are shit kids and and teachers know who they fucking are so i can i can absolutely see you know an instance like that if there's a shit kid and a non-shit kid finally stands up for himself you know Mm mm-hmm I, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, I don't know if nowadays you would have teachers giving the kid a high five in the hallway, but I know for sure my, you know, my mom would so-and-so stood up to so-and-so and and man, he, you know, he needed it. It was Mm -hmm. whatever. But at the same time, I also can absolutely foresee that if, uh, you know, uh, a, a nice kid stood up to a shit kid and they got into a fight, you better believe nowadays both their asses would be out of that school. Not yeah. not expelled, but yeah. they'd be out. And there'd be, you know, you'd get the same amount of repercussion for the good kid that the bad kid would get. Yeah. I, al- I could almost guarantee it. Yeah. You're and right. I would assume. You know, and then the, then the shit kid's parents would call mm-hmm. and get really upset at the other kid because they because that kid hurt their precious baby or whatever, mm-hmm. even though he's not a precious baby, he's a fucking asshole. And, you know, if the parents raising them that way, then that kid standing up to him in school might be one of the only sources of jarring them a little bit, where it's like, yeah. you're being a fucking dick. And we don't like it. Yeah. Other people don't like the way you're acting. Yeah. At some point, you get out in the world, and the world will push back. Yeah. If you treat people like that into adulthood, you won't get away with it forever. There was a recently, um, you know, sadder circumstances, but, you know, one of one of Lindsay's, her best friend, you know, one of her best friends passed away recently. Uh, and, but just the fallout from that is that, you know, I've met a couple of people that she went to high school with, and I'm friends with, like, one or two of them on Facebook now, because we, uh, you know, we connected at like Robbie's memorial service or well, his memorial, uh, we went to the bar, Yeah. but, um, one of, one of uh, her friends, uh, this guy, Zach, uh, he's very, he's very political and he's very activist and he's very anti-Trump and he posted something on Facebook not too long ago and, uh, some dude was just like going hard calling him a faggot, you know, telling him he's being a retard and just like comment after comment after comment. And of course, Zach is just like, 
responding and being polite, but also like telling the dude he's wrong. And he's just like, no, you're a fucking faggot. You've always been a faggot. I found out later that like this dude that was commenting all these things, you know, mm-hmm. they went to high school with him and Lindsay was just like, yeah, that dude's been a fucking asshole ever since high school. And there were tons of other comments on the post. Like, Oh my God, this dude seriously hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Like, People were just like, are you fucking kidding me, man? You're still this much of an asshole. And he was just like, oh, all you guys are just fucking faggots. You're all just faggots. You don't even know what you're fucking talking about. And everybody was just like, shut up, man. Like, everyone hates you. Do you know that? Do you know everybody hates you? Like. Well, that'll be his life. Yeah, his whole life. Because he's just a fucking dick. His whole life. People are just going to be like, man, no one gives any shit about what you have to say. Ever. And that's like, you know, and I'm sometimes I'm afraid that like those kind of people are, you know, it's, it's a little bit more common that people might turn out that way because parents are so coddling of their kids. You know, there have been countless stories where my mom will give, uh, you know, a certain grade on artwork, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, which <laughs> it's grade school artwork. Yeah. But you know, you I suppose you can make the argument that artwork is objective and blah blah blah. But you know, let's just say for argument's sake, she gives a certain grade on an artwork because it wasn't completed on time mm-hmm. and it was turned in a week late. Yeah. From everyone else in the class, you know. So in this instance. Uh, and it's probably a real scenario. A child has turned in their work late. My mom has a rule: like if you turn in your work late, you automatically get like a seventy-five. Period, because you're late. Uh-huh. And she has had parents email her before and be like, "Why did my kid get a seventy-five? And she would be like, "Well, it was late. So my policy is if it's late." they get a 75 yeah and the parents would be like well they were blah they had this to do and basketball practice and like blah. so what how about an 85 instead can like just can you just make it a b instead of a c like can you make an exception for my child because my child had all of these other things to do and put off their artwork you know it's like and I'm sure my mom's not the only person that has stories like that. Every sure. teacher, you turn in their ch- kid, their kid turns in work late mm-hmm. and gets a low grade. Parents are the first ones to jump and be like, and try to make excuses. Yeah. You can't make excuses if your kid's a fucking douche and turns their work in a week late. My mom taught me for probably, let's see, she was probably my teacher for like six years. Mm-hmm. And... If I wasn't done on time, I didn't fucking get an A, you know? Well, you shouldn't. There was yeah. one time in class uh, where she was handing out things, and uh, I was talking, and she, everyone got their stuff, and I didn't have anything. And I raised my hand, and I was like, well, I didn't get my work or whatever. And my mom just looked at me and went, you were talking the whole time, and I called your name, and you didn't hear it. And, like, that was it. 
like I like didn't get my work back till you know later that night because she brought it home or whatever. I mean, she's my mom still. Yeah. yeah. But like, I didn't get my shit back because I didn't listen to her. That's the way it should be. Yeah. You know, and when you're you're talking about grading art, I feel like yeah, when you're talking about comparing um, Van Gogh to Monet, that's that's uh, you know. That's a personal preference. Yeah. You know, there's no right answer there. Right. But when you're talking about, do you know how to draw a circle that looks decent? You yeah. Know, or or can, you, can you follow the directions and complete this artwork Yeah. based on what it is? You know? Here are some guidelines. Exactly. Did you at least meet these? Exactly. If you didn't, then you don't get a perfect score. Right. You know? And I feel like, grading accurately and having some sort of way of measuring artwork especially um and and you can include like writing in that uh for like creative works and whatnot but if you don't if you over inflate a kid's sense of of accomplishment when it comes to art or when it comes to writing or something that involves creativity then you could end up fucking them over really bad because you know, if they go through all of their elementary school and maybe through middle school and who knows, maybe they have a really fucking soft high school Mm -hmm. and then they get to college and they're like, well, I've gotten straight A's in art since elementary. I want to go into art. I want to be an artist. And then they get there and realize that they can't meet the very basic criteria for the art program. They're going to be devastated. Right. Because they've been fed a pack of lies their entire life about you know the way that their skill level is going to be perceived by the world outside yeah so it's important to have standards when it comes to that kind of stuff because it teaches kids you're not there yet right you should never tell them they can't get there but that that grading policy is there for a reason it lets them know you're not hitting you're not hitting it yet right you know, you're not firing all on all cylinders you need to work on these things. Right. And then they get a real sense of accomplishment when they accomplish that, you know. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's it's weird. It's interesting. I mean, my mom's got older kids who she did a she had a test recently and it was about like primary and secondary colors. And they were, like, she just can't, they, I don't know, information comes so quickly to children nowadays, and they just can't grasp, like, the most basic of concepts. Like, it was something, the test was something like, name the primary colors, now pick two primary colors to create a secondary color. And I know these kids are older, mm-hmm. you know. She teaches K through 8, and they were older kids. I don't know how old, and I'm not going to say in case, like, somebody fucking listens to this, but whatever. There were, like, so many of them, she said, that would have, like, the primary colors, red, blue, yellow. Mm-hmm. They would fill that out, and then it, it would say, pick two primary colors and make a secondary color and they would pick like green red purple 
mm-hmm. or something like that. Or green, you know, green red makes blue. Or mm-hmm. yeah, like there was there is a complete disconnect between which colors were primary mm-hmm. and which colors are secondary. They would understand. Okay, red, blue, and yellow; those are primary colors. Which two of them make a secondary color? Well, green's a secondary color, so obviously green plus something makes a secondary color. Mm-hmm. Like that's not yeah. at all how it goes. Mm-hmm. But she said just, and this was they did this test after she had explained it, and then uh, like on the whiteboard, yeah. and then they played like a game show about it, and then they like went over a worksheet together. And then she gave them a test, and after these three events where she taught them the same thing, they couldn't fucking do it. Could not put together what the colors were. And it's like, it's because, you know, I think some of it is is because uh, information retention is just, you get so much, so you are like throwing things out mm-hmm. to make room for what is coming in at yeah. you. I told you that's one of the reasons why I'm happy to have a VHS or a VCR yeah. in, in my son's room um, with his TV because I I tell him to watch movies in there, you know? Pick out a movie and rewind it yeah. and then press play and watch it. Yeah, And it's, it's a much different thing than just handing a kid your phone where they can like watch ten seconds of a YouTube video. No, switch it. No, not that. Right. Like as soon as they feel just the smallest bit of boredom, then it's on to something else. You have to like counteract that. I'm not saying that you should never let kids watch YouTube videos or that they can't watch Netflix. Because God knows Lazarus. I don't know if he still does, but he loved egg opening videos for a long yeah, time. He, yeah, he he still does. Yeah, he does. Weird. But he's <laughs> he's learned to enjoy the process of picking out his movie. He does it every night before bed, you know? Pick out a movie, take it over to the VCR, rewind it, wait for it to rewind, press play, run and jump in bed, you know? It's like classic kid shit. Yeah. But I feel like so many kids now, they wouldn't be able to handle it. Because, and I'm not saying that my son is some genius because he can do this. Right. I had to teach him to do it, you know? Because I feel like it's a... It's a valuable lesson there that not everything has to be so rapid fire. Nothing. Yeah. It's not, we, you know, we come from a time where things were not instantaneous. Exactly. I've done, I I was going to say, I've done the same thing in here. I've got like my old game systems hooked up. uh So I'll be like, I'll have my stack of of Nintendo games and he'll be like, can I play a game? Yeah. Pick something out. You've got to play it for a half hour. I'll help you put this one in, turn it on, get you set up, but you're playing this one for at least a half hour. Right. You know, you're not going to switch it out because that's what he wanted to do when he first sat down and tried it. Play something for like two minutes and be like, I'm done. Yeah. Okay, here's what we're going to do now. You're going to play this one for this amount of time. Then, if you want to try something else, go for it. Mm-hmm. But that's what that's what we did because, first of all, we probably didn't have... 50 games to choose from no you had a few a yeah handful. you had a couple yeah and that's what you got and then you know when you would go out and rent games you you know i i remember i can remember being a kid and renting Mega Man 64 and that game sucked <laughs> but i played it yeah 
If the game you rented sucked, you still played it. You played it for a whole week until you had to take it back, and then you got something else. I rented uh, a Transformers fighting game one time, and it was terrible. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I couldn't figure out the controls. And I just sat there and played it for five days and then took it back to Blockbuster and got something else. You you had you had to. Yeah. You had to like you know when when we were kids, you had to find enjoyment even if it sucked. Yeah. You were like trying so hard to like pull enjoyment out of this thing that was terrible. You couldn't just get rid of it and you move on to something else. Your parents did something nice for you. They rented you a game. They didn't yeah. have to rent for you. You have to make yeah. the most of it. Or they rented you a movie, mm-hmm. and you watch it over and over again because it's your rented movie. Yep. And I want to watch this as many times as I can before I have to take it back. Yeah. That's what, that's what you get. I mean, that's, I still have a VCR, and I'm holding on to that shit. You should. Like, it's because, great. you know, I, I will, I will uh, say that uh, I would like to adopt the same method, mm-hmm. at least in that instance that you have had with Lazarus like when I have a kid I'm gonna put a VCR in their room they're not gonna get a DVD player or a game system or whatever you know they get they get a VCR and I will I will goodwill it up and just buy Disney movies Mm -hmm. and you know it's great they're like 20 cents a piece yeah for like movies that our parents paid probably $30 for just like clamshell cases just seems insane to me yeah it's so weird it is so weird to sit there and think that my dad bought star wars episode one special edition on vhs when it came out it probably cost like 30 or 40 dollars yeah yeah and i'm like five cents at goodwill exactly nowadays i'm just like i would never (laughs) pay 40 dollars for a vhs tape unless it was a really obscure horror movie yeah like, if I found popcorn on VHS, mm-hmm. or pieces, or, like, yeah. the gate or something, I would pay 20, 30 bucks for it. But, you know, another thing is, if your kid can grasp taking care of VHS tapes, then you know you can move up. Alright, let's try, let's try a DVD here, you know. So many of these people used to come into buybacks or GameStop, you probably saw what some of these people's games looked like, you know. And oftentimes, you'd hear someone say as you're like going through all their discs, and they're like, "Yeah, got kids at home, so you know how that goes. Can't get them to take care of these things." And it's like, "Yeah, you, you can. can. You stop fucking buying them games if they Ruin look it. like this. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> just like almost looks like they've taken a knife and just scratched the back of it. You right. know, I just I no, I won't do that." It's, it's, you don't touch these things unless you ask for help, you know? It's just, I feel like it's, there's got to be so much laziness involved in getting to that point. Yeah. Oh, I got my movie collection here. They're pretty scratched up. Can't keep the kids off of them. What keep you, the kids off of them. Yeah. I, I, God forbid if my kids fuck with my horror <laughs> exactly. movie collection. Yeah. Like, you my, allow that to happen? Yeah. Like, absolutely not you know i've got you know i've got so many i've probably if i if i had to guess because i don't know if we've ever established on the podcast 
But if I had to guess, I probably have close to, if not over, 200 horror movies. I'd say that's a fair estimate. And most of them are on DVD, you know. Uh, And I've only recently, once we started doing super scary videos and everything, I've only recently gotten into buying Blu-rays for for horror movies. Um, But, yeah, like... No way am I just going to let my kids rifle through my horror movie collection, you know? And I'm not even, like, the kind of guy that's, like, they can't watch them Yeah. at a young age, yeah. you know? I There's so much that I've seen that I feel like makes some things seem a lot more tame. Mm-hmm. Like, in this day and age, with the way movies are presented now, if my kid is, like, three four years old maybe and is old enough to comprehend like lazarus watched the jungle book Mm -hmm. you know the new one the brand new live action one obviously even as a child you can like comprehend how well how good it looks yeah so in that regard i would let my kids age three to five watch 80s slasher movies Mm -hmm. because they're not up to snuff uh, with the CGI yeah. and the in the effects and whatever, mm-hmm. so like, would I let a five year old watch Nightmare on Elm Street? Like, yeah, I would because I it's kind of silly. Yeah, when you I did like when I was that age. Yeah, so I but you know but even still, even though I would expose a lot of my collection to a, a kid at a young age, uh, they're not touching it. You know, mm-hmm. they don't just get to go and pick something out whenever they want to, like. Because cause DVDs are fragile. I mean, yeah. I've got a number of movies I need to replace from just moving, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, yeah I, I know. I there there's a, there's a part of, like, my desire to be a dad because you know I have such an overwhelming desire to do so. Uh, but, like, there's a part of that <laughs> that wants to do it just to not raise a shit kid yeah because i think i'm like contributing to society (laughs) just like god damn it there's so many assholes i just want to raise a not asshole and be like go be a good force in the world yeah that's that's what you have to do that's otherwise i mean that's how uh that was like basically the premise of um uh what's it called Shit, why can't I think of the name of it now? The fucking movie uh, about the future and everyone's an idiot with Luke Wilson. Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Never seen it. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay, well, in the beginning, it kind of goes through this little this little opening and they're interviewing people. Yeah. And they're, like, interviewing different couples and all the, like, well-to-do, well-spoken, you know, astute looking people you know people who are able to form sentences they're like talking about how they've decided not to have kids because they don't want to bring them into this kind of world and where they're not ready financially and they've got all these these very good reasons to not reproduce basically and then it'll cut to like you know the fucking jock outside of his high school football game just like fucking chugging beer and his arm around like three chicks he's like we're all gonna go fucking drink some beers and i'm gonna have sex with all these chicks tonight man you know 
And then, like, you know, trailer trash-looking people who just, like, can't keep it together, but they've got, you know... Five kids. Five, ten kids running around, you know, and they're all ratty and just the worst kind of people you can imagine, you know, yeah. racist and, you know, just going from from one extreme to the other and you see that, like, only the stupid people are having kids. Yeah. And it's just, like, the population is growing and growing and growing with, with the wrong types of people and, and that's what leads to the idiocracy where everyone is just a fucking asshole. Just, right. There's, there's no one left, you know. Because no one's taking it upon themselves to to do what you're talking about. To put yeah. good people back into the world, you know. And to, to just... To raise them without giving them a trophy for being here. And, you know, to raise them to be responsible. And to take care of themselves. But to be compassionate, mm-hmm. you know, and and take care of others and just like i don't know i i think it's good to keep in mind that the world literally owes you nothing yeah nothing at all so everything you get you should be grateful for yeah because you didn't have to have it no you know someone that's that could be someone holding the door for you when you walk into a building to you know Whatever, I think about the people who work with Jess, you know, at the shop. No one has to work there. I mean, they need money, yeah. but they they could be theoretically working somewhere else. I'm grateful for everyone who's there, you know, just for that basic fact. I'm right. grateful for the type of the pe- type of people that they are, you know, grateful for having running water and all this shit that a lot of people don't have because these things are not owed to me. Right. I'm fortunate enough to have them. And I feel like so many people walk around just with this attitude that everything they get, they're getting because, you know, this is what I deserve. Right. You know, this is this is what the world's paying me because I'm such a special person, you know, yeah. and all that type of shit. And uh if you raise your kid that way, I think you're you're a dick. <laughs> you know, it's just and, and it's also going to be very alarming if that type of person ever runs into a situation where they don't get what they think that they had coming to them. Right. When something goes wrong, when that thing they thought they were owed doesn't come to them, it's going to be meltdown time. Yeah. That's, that's what happens to the guy who loses his mind because you put ketchup on his burger and he asked for no ketchup. And he fucking makes a scene and starts screaming, you know? Yeah. There's no reason for that type of behavior. Like, people fuck up. Yeah. You know, we were at the shop yesterday. Ivy uh, went and got some of us Wendy's, those who those of us who asked for it. And uh, Dale had, like, a fairly specific order, you know? It was only, like, uh, he wanted, like, a sandwich, but he didn't want tomatoes. And then he wanted a spicy chicken instead of a regular chicken. Like, Wendy's just... They just didn't even do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he, like, pulled the sandwich out and, like, looked at the receipt. And because he was just trying to decide if Ivy screwed up or Wendy's had screwed up. And he was like, oh, no, Wendy's fucked up. Like, it says right here what I wanted. And they just didn't do it. And he was like, 
whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. Wendy's was literally right across the street. Yeah. He could have walked over there and slapped his sandwich down on the counter and been like, look at this receipt and look at the sandwich I got. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? He ate it. Yeah. Because sometimes shit happens. Now, I, there's the only stipulation is that sometimes you can be allergic to shit. Yeah, you and can. And, like, you, you know, then you not... go back, but and you just say, I'm sorry, I asked for this because I'm allergic to this. You know, yeah. can I have a new sandwich? Or even if he would have felt like going over there for that. Yeah. It's not unreasonable to get what you paid for. Right. But it's the way that you do it. You exactly. Know? If you go back huffing and puffing, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of this show with, you know calling the cable company mm-hmm. if you call them and you immediately take a combative you owe me this attitude people will just tune out yeah they'll shut down and you won't get what you want right so it's just it's just stupid there was a you know there was a dude at GameStop one time uh, that came in and wanted an Xbox 360 used and we had a stack of them, like empty boxes, and uh, on the on the box there was a big sign that said "starting at ninety nine dollars" mm-hmm. or whatever. And he came in and he wanted like a one twenty gig uh, Xbox or whatever. So he like got it for him and he like picked up some games or whatever and rang it all up, and he was just like. Well, I thought this was supposed to be $99. And we're just like, what? Like, no. And he's like, it fucking, it says right here. It's advertised right here. It says $99. And we're just like, it's $99 for a four gigabyte arcade (laughs) Xbox with no hard drive. And he's just like, well, none of the other prices are listed. And like fair point, you know. But if it says but if it starting, says starting at ninety nine, and we're just like, well, you want this model, and this model is like one forty or whatever, you know. You want a one twenty gigabyte hard drive, you know. That's a one forty. Yeah. If you want a ninety nine dollar system, that's no hard drive with four gigabytes of internal memory. Yeah. Like you and you can't play anything with that, basically. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, he was just like, no, no, this is false advertising, and I, you need to give me this for ninety nine dollars. There was even a woman buying the same model that I was helping mm-hmm. that stopped in the middle of her. I had rung everything up, and then she stopped me and was just like, well, well, I want to see what happens <laughs> because she, if they got it for ninety nine dollars, she was gonna fucking be like, well. Mm-hmm. I want this for ninety nine dollars. Yeah, and we called the manager at the time, and uh, and of course, and the other thing that they were doing, uh, and I think it was intentional, was the girl that was helping them was the uh, SGA, mm-hmm. or she was like assistant manager or something. She was above me, even though she was newer. Yeah, and she was very soft spoken and kind of stuttered, and they were strong arming her hard. And you could tell. Mm-hmm. And I was standing there going like, dude, no, it says starting at right here. You can't, this system is this much, you know, yeah. and I was trying to stand up for her. And finally she, I think of her own will calls the manager 
to ask and he was just like of course the manager who was a big like ex-marine mm-hmm. was just like fuck no yeah that dude can go fuck himself like mm-hmm. no it's no and then uh they left didn't buy it they left and then came in like the next day or something when the manager was there and tried to pull the same shit and the manager was like oh were you guys harassing my assistant manager yesterday and they were just like well it just you know this is fucking advertised and we want this for and he was just like no get out of my store and he banned him from the store good he was just like i don't ever want to see you guys in this store ever again and they didn't get an xbox and they were banned from the store that's good because they couldn't let it go yeah that they were misreading or they thought that the world owed them an xbox for Mm -hmm. 99 dollars. we owed them whatever model they wanted for 99 dollars, and instead of getting that they got kicked out and banned there you go problem is so many people like that get their way now yeah you strong arm somebody enough and then they just give in yeah because the the people at corporate would rather you get the money yeah this shitty person and as well yeah i mean it's not even about appeasing the shitty person it's about getting the money well it is yeah but then you know it's like but then you foster that type of behavior and that becomes okay right and then you might as well throw any company policy out the window because if people just yell at your employees then they'll get what they want yeah you know what does that say about how you view your employees you don't give a shit about them people can talk to them however they want to as long as they're giving you money yeah they just have to sit there and take it okay sir okay Uh okay you know there are millions of instances where the customer is not right yeah many 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 and like once like one time uh during black friday dude came up to me it was buy two get one free and he was just like okay i want to buy these two games and they were like two dollars and three dollars and then he was like and i want this game for free and it was like a thirty (laughs) dollar game and i was like i was like that's not yeah that's not how it works i was like you buy if you want that i was like you will buy the 30 dollar game and this two dollar game and then you'll get this dollar 50 game for free yeah i was like it's lowest cost free right and he was just like well that's not advertised anymore it says right here buy two get one free and i'm just like literally anywhere you go yeah who doesn't understand that shit buy that's... two get one free means the cheapest one is free yeah always otherwise it everywhere would, it would never make sense to run that sale never literally you could lose your entire store in a yeah. day you know because people would just buy like two dollar things and then get your fifteen thousand dollar thing for free like just makes no sense and he just like couldn't grasp it and i was just like well there's not even anything i can do because like it's a computer like it's a computer deduction i scan these two yeah and then the computer removes the lowest price item period like that's that's fucking how buy two get one free works everywhere everywhere you go I had a real shitty guy get his way one time at GameStop. He had purchased, like, WWE 2K13, like, 
the day before and he brought it back and he just walked up and like slammed the game down on the counter and just looked at me and said, this game fucking sucks. I want my money back. And I was like, do you have your receipt? And like it had just come out the day before too. So I knew it was a new copy and he handed it to me and I was like, well, this was new. You opened it. You can't return a new game that you've already played. Right. And he's just like, that's fucking bullshit. This game's fucking terrible. I want my money back. And I'm like, you can sell it back to us if you want to. You know, I'll tell you what you get. You know, here, give you $23 for it, you know. Fuck that shit, man. And then he, like, planted himself there. And he's like, I'm not going any fucking where until you give me my fucking money back for this game. And, and like, the manager at that location came over. And he's like, what's the problem, man? Oh, okay, well, I'll just let you return it as a used copy, and we'll give you fifty four ninety nine instead of the full price. And I was just like, why the fuck are you doing this for this dude? Like, right. he just made a scene in the crowded store where there are kids, like people doing Christmas shopping, and you let him have his way. Yeah. And then afterwards I asked about it, and he was like, corporate said they don't want any complaints right now. And we just have to do whatever we have to do to make people happy. And I was like, that's fucking bullshit. That's so stupid. Yeah. Whatever. Just be a nice person. Yeah. Well, well, this has been fun. Yeah. This cast today, I mean, much like all of our casts, but this cast was 100%. I just walked in the room and we just started. Yeah. No planning. No previous talks. We haven't even talked today. No. At all. I don't think we've talked for a day or two, other than seeing each other at the mall. I saw you yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. But we saw each other at the mall But we were working, like, it wasn't a big hangout. We were fucking working, getting the shop set up, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we were doing a lot uh, moving yesterday, that's right. Um, I'm just like, my days are, you know. Whirlwind. It is a whirlwind. I'm not even working at that shop, and I can still, like, feel it, you yeah. know? I can feel how crazy it all is. Yeah. But, yeah, yesterday, you know, we, we really haven't even talked for a couple of days, and this is just, this was our podcast. This is what happens. This is what happens. Sometimes. Well. Come back next week, and uh, we'll have a super scary double feature for you. Mm-hmm. And, chud and uh, Chud 2. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe we can talk a little bit more about Paper Girls. Yeah. And get into it a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And other things. I don't know. And we'll have Nick's first impressions of the Switch. Yes, you will. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, stick around for the outro. to digest you can digest all of the things we just talked about digest all of those things and then you know and then um once you've digested all of them write us and let us know if you have any thoughts on yeah. the things we talked about 
Yeah. Um, you can get in touch with us. We'll do we'll do email first. Divorce Club at superdivorceme.com. Um, if you go ahead and write subject line to sweet me in there and then include uh, your shipping address in the body of the email be entered to win a mix CD that is compiled weekly by Bender or myself and uh, if you win that's shipped to you free of charge and it's yours to keep forever personalized yeah. just for you you don't have to like send it back to us after a, a discretionary period it it's, is yours it's not like CD fly <laughs> CD fly <laughs> nope it's yours forever and we happily hand that over to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, email uh, divorceclub at superdivorceme.com. Like I said, on top of that shit, then uh, you can also get in touch with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash superdivorce, Instagram at superdivorceband, Twitter at superdivorce, Snapchat superdivorce. If you want to get a hold of me anywhere, just look me up at Nicholas Villars across any form of social media you can you can get your hands on. If you want to look up me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bender If You Nasty, on Instagram at Bender Butt, and uh, on Snapchat at Bender's Butt. Some dude hit on me on Snapchat the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you just say thank you, but... Pretty much. It was yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, I know it's much more, it's, it's become more socially acceptable. Um, but I've never been of the mind to take offense to being hit on by a guy. Oh, no. You definitely know? not. I didn't Because I know some people, you hear that, oh, the fucking dude better hit on me, I'll fucking knock his head off, you know? Yeah. Like, I just be like, that's another person who thinks I look good. Exactly. No, I took no offense to it whatsoever. It was just awkward because I don't know this person from Jack. Yeah. He added me on Facebook a while ago and just started talking to me. And I was mm. like, hi. You know, like, because I'm, like, I'm down to make a friend. I don't yeah. give a shit. And then he adds me on Snapchat. And it was, like, kind of odd conversation here and there. And then... Mm -hmm. He made just like one little comment about his like I want I gave him like a made a joke and I gave him like a list of things to choose from and he was like well I choose you oh. and then he was like lol lol JK bro JK and I was like what do I what do I do with this yeah I don't even know I know nothing about you I will probably never meet you because he lives in a different part of Ohio just like how do I why how do I continue now. That's a different, I mean, that's a little different than just having someone say you're hot or like. Yeah, he wasn't like you're, you know, he was just like, oh, I want you. And I was just like, haha, well. I guess that would be more, that would be a little more um, uh, awkward if you've had a few exchanges, in like real conversations, you know. They were close to real conversations. Well, he I guess. was not. I was, I was imagining it was, it was more like, hey, I'd like to hook up with you no it was nothing like nothing like, I was extreme. very straightforward no it was we've you know we back and forth a little bit here and there how's your day or blah yeah. blah he didn't he doesn't understand like the most basic i one time i said if you ask me and he was like what do you mean and i was like you know like the phrase if you ask me 
And then I was like, example, if you ask me, football is stupid. And then he just sent me back, it's all right. And I was like, <laughs> you're not... <laughs> You're not understanding what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like a, it's a turn of phrase, mm -hmm. if you ask me. Yeah. So it's been very odd exchanges, but I just sort of, like, let them happen. And then finally he kind of, like, made this joke. And then I was just like, man, what do I even do now? Now it's just weird. LOL, JK, bro, JK. And then I didn't say anything, and he was just like, no, seriously, bro. Like, I'm just kidding. And I was like... It's okay. It's if you're fine. Not, it's okay I'm... if you're not. But like, first of all, you know explicitly that I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Because you added me off of her friends list. So like, where where are you going with this? Yeah. Just like, what's your end game? Mm -hmm. And you know, and it's funny because like I've talked to Zam and I've talked to Lindsay about it because like this stuff happens to women on the internet all the time. Yeah. All the time, and but I'm just like. I feel it now. I'm just like, what's your end game? Mm -hmm. You really think that you're going to like drop a hint and then turn a straight dude at least by. Yeah. And by enough to where he's going to come to wherever you are, which is hours away and suck your dick. Well, you got to give him credit for the effort. I yeah, guess. I don't. I, don't, I like. Good job I, for. Uh, yeah, for I don't want to. I don't want to talk know? bad about him at all. Because again, like I said, I was not offended whatsoever. Yeah, I was kind of flattered at least. But I also was just like, I don't understand why you would even do this. A while back, this guy started messaging Jess, like asking her to just like go and hang out with him. Yeah, like and go to movies and shit. And she was, like, showing me the texts or, like, the Facebook messages. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. It, it was just, like, she clearly has a bunch of pictures of, like, me and her and Lazarus on her Facebook page. Yeah. And, and, like, he's writing stuff, like, or she'll be like, I'm I'm not interested in doing that. I'm married with a kid, you know. And he was like, well, it's we okay. Be, we just can't be friends. Yeah, like, I just, just, just want to be friends. friends. I just want to go to the movies with you, you know. And, like, that's fucking weird. It's weird. Come on, man. Like, it's even if you're being sincere, even if you didn't want to do anything else, that's that's just... No. No <laughs> one does that. Sorry. I... I don't know. Stupid. Super long outro. I have... You know, this is like an, a very special outro, because <laughs> I have one more thing that I wanted to ask you about. Oh, okay. Um, I had a very... Uh, lengthy conversation earlier today with Jason who's been on this show before yeah and um, he informed me that he is no longer watching The Walking Dead okay he's jumped off this far into it okay and I told him I think that's bullshit yeah and I wanted to see where you stand on this issue where it's like if you've stuck with a show for like seven seasons yeah i feel like it's good enough up to that point even if it goes to complete shit uh-huh that you you don't you don't fucking you don't fucking leave right if you're a real fan you stick it out you hang around and uh and you're like you know the guys playing fiddle or violin as the titanic sinks yeah you know and there's always a possibility it's going to get good again, even if you hate what's happening. Watch it out of spite. 
<laughs> you know? Well, it's like... You're yeah, gonna, just fucking watch it, man. Like You're going to feel like a dick if everyone starts talking about how, how it's good awesome it is. again. And then you have to catch up. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even... I, I don't watch the show, period. But all I keep hearing is, like, how awesome it is and how cool it is and stuff. And the new season is great and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what? Like... And that it's... led into a, a, a deeper conversation about like supporting bands and and you know whatever actors, artists, whatever. Like to me, if there's a band or if there's a show that I consider great at some point, and I'm like a super fan, I'll 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 stick with you through thick or thin. You know some of those Weezer albums. The you know. Hurley, Ratitude, and Death to False Metal, uh, no. Yeah. But I listened to them when they came out, I bought them, and I stayed a fan. Yeah. And I was rewarded because they're great again. Yeah. I did not care for Motion City Soundtrack's fifth album Mm -hmm. at all when it came out. I've gone back and listened to it, and it's better than I remember. However, the point is, I did not care for it. But I remained a fan. I still saw them like when they toured near the release of that album. Yeah. And then their quote final album that came out is excellent. It's much better. And I saw them three more times after their last album came out. You know, I. I think you have to hang in there. Yeah. If it was great once, you should hold out hope that it'll be great again. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's a little extra tidbit for you. Yeah. If you've watched The Walking Dead up until now, don't stop watching it. Jason. In my opinion. Jason, watch. Just watch it. Just watch The Walking Dead. Like, yeah. What are you gonna do? Like, the season's like almost done anyway. Yeah. So how many just, like how many more seasons are there gonna be? Comics. The comics almost over. I think. Has Kirkman said they're ending it? I think so, yeah. Oh. And they're going to end it. What are they on? Issue 165 is. 165 just came out, yeah. Um, I feel like we should look it up, but I feel like he gave a number. Mm. Like he knows he's going to end it, and it's not going to cross 200. Oh, wow. Or me, it's either Walking Dead or Invincible, because he okay. writes that too. I know, I think Invincible is ending for sure. I want to say Walking Dead might not be ending soon, but it has a number. Like, it, they know what issue it's going to end on. Mm. Okay. Maybe we can talk about that next week, too. Yeah, we'll look it all up. Nailbiter's over, too. Oh, is it? Issue 30 is the series finale. I just saw that. I saw the individual, and I, I got excited for you because I thought that uh, they were, like, firing the whole thing back up again. But no, nope. series not. finale. No. Oh. That's I sad. I know, it sucks dick. Well, we'll talk right. about comics next week. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening, and um, enjoy your week. And your chefs. Chefs. Divorce.